much for joining us this afternoon. Uh, this is the first Hyatt Leadership Speaker Series, and we're going to spend the afternoon with our good friend, Eliver, who is the Director of Revenue Management here at the Hyatt Regency Santa Clara. So a big round of applause for Eliver. Thank you. Eliver jumped in feet first. He said, absolutely. Um, and we got a great turnout, I think, because it was Eliver. If it was myself or any of the other leadership <laughs> community people, it might have not have been a big turnout. Right, Mel? Yeah. <laughs> Before we got started, Mel was up here so we could get the position. You look very good on stage, yes. Mel. I think that you're, you're meant for that. She'll be up next. Absolutely. So thank you guys so much for joining us. This is a very exciting opportunity that we have identified, uh, and it's born from our, our newly formed partnership with the Khan Academy. And the Khan Academy, our relationship with them is to really help them build awareness for what they're doing and really build content. And this speaker series is our first foray into building that type of content, and that content that can educate those young leaders in the Hyatt world to find out what positions are available and how you find your way to get into them. We're going to try and break down this mysterious world of revenue management today that Hyatt has had a really tough time finding the young leaders of today to fill revenue management positions. And Eliver's going to help us um, go through his path his great 22-year career, 11 different positions in the Hyatt. He was one of the original revenue managers back in 2004. 2004, yes. He's still with us here today, and he hides in this little office, and it's like the Wizard of Oz, and the, nobody knows exactly what's going on back there, but we know, we know it's very important. And uh, we're going to show you that Eliver is a real human being, that he's, <laughs> he's just like you guys just in this like room. You. We're going to try to prove to you that anybody in this room could be a director of revenue management. Um, so it really is a great opportunity for us to tap into this resource of senior leadership that has a wealth of knowledge and a wealth of experience. And it's going to be as if Eliver's talking to a little Eliver 22 years ago and telling him, hey, it's going to be OK. This is how you can find your way there. So, E, thank you very thank much. Thank you. Let's, let's have a chat. We will also, you guys, be recording, and we're going to save this. We're going to, we're going to present this as a podcast so that those other leaders in the Hyatt world can benefit from this. And then we'll see the speaker series grow, hopefully. Um, as you listen to Eliver's story, please jot down any notes or questions. Raise your hand. Get Andrew. Talk to Matt. And we'll, we'll see where this takes us. So... Eliver, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. Such a, uh, an honor and a pleasure. So thank so you so much. So before you, you pull the curtain back and tell us exactly what it takes to be a revenue manager, let's get an idea of how you found yourself in the seat today. So take us back 22 years ago, that first oh, position. Man. It's what been was? a long time, but I remember it very, very clearly. So 22 years ago, it started as a part-time job. You know, I was going to school to be an accountant. And uh, I found this job as a bellman, and it's part-time, it's on-call. I started, started, started working, working, liked it. So I, I really enjoyed what I was doing. You know, with the crazy shifts, uh, I started working full-time. Uh, I stopped going to school, which is unfortunate, but that's okay. Uh, I became a bellman and truly fell in love with, with the industry. And from then, I, I moved on to front office. Uh, I was a front office agent for a few months. And then what I, was it about that the early years in the Bellman? Was it did did you love the Hyatt at that time, or did you love the work? Did you love both? I'll be very honest. I love the money. <laughs> As a Bellman, you have money every day, right? Spoken like a true Bellman. It's it's hard to find Bellman that actually 
I love you know, it. can get away from from. I was that. 20 years great, old, great and absolutely. So uh, I I was kind of shy when I started, but uh, I started talking to the guests, which was so new to me, uh, and I did enjoy that. Um, yeah, I was a van driver also. As a bellman, you become a van driver, and then you take people around, and I enjoyed that. That uh, property was. Which property was it? Oh, Hayarik is in Palo Alto. So okay. not too far from where we are. It's no longer there, but I, I still remember the place. Uh, what made me fell in love is really the guest interaction. Like what I said, the money's good, but it's really, uh, when I found that, that I can make an impact in the short time that I spend with guests, that I can make an impact in their lives and vice versa, I fell in love with the industry. So. That's how it all started. All right, so Bellman to front office, where'd you go next? Night manager. Okay. Uh, I, I think I was the last night manager of the company. Um, <laughs> I don't think Is they that have true? Any... So you did such a great job that they decided to discontinue the position. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So I, I'm still in the museum as okay. the last night manager. Uh, so I did night manager. I was graveyard for about a year and a half. Then I moved on to uh, being a, an assistant front office manager for the same hotel. And shortly thereafter, I went to Hyatt Regency in Burlingame. At what position there? As an assistant reservations manager. So as a night manager, as a uh, assistant front office manager, as a reservations manager, what point, like what systems are you using? What is it like? Do you, does the word revenue management ever hit your brain at that time? Is it something super foreign? What was that is what I said. What is revenue management? I didn't know anything about revenue management. When I was a front office agent, assistant front office manager. We use one system, it's called Encore. I don't know if anyone would remember that. That's the PMS system that Hyatt used to use. It's owned by Hyatt. And it's the most simplest system because you can make change, cancel reservations. You can check in and check out a guest all in one system. Uh, I remember, and this is a funny story because as a front office agent, we can make reservations. But we gotta do one thing before we make a reservation. You gotta look at the board. Because the board tells you what you can sell or what you cannot sell. It was that simple. So this happened to me. I was not supposed to. So this board has magnets. And it has dates. And it has magnets, red dots, and so on. When there's a red dot, it means you cannot sell this specific rate. So one day, I saw the government rate. And the reservation manager at that time got upset at me. I was like, well, it was available. He said, well, the magnet fell off. <laughs> so that's how it became available. So see how effective that was during that time. But uh, it was such a simple system, but there's so much room for, for inefficiency. Tell me about the, the board. I mean, there's so many rates today. What was there, four or five rates? There's four rates. Then? There's two high rate, which is weekday weekends. I still remember. 133 and 145. That was the, the weekday rates. And the weekend is 99.89. So anyone that comes in and says, what's your rate? I said, here's a rack card. These are our rates. Hence, I think a lot of people are now familiar with the term rack rate. I think that's where it came from. It's from a rack card that you could actually show the rate. So for rates, so simple and easy to remember. Life was easy back then. So, and you had mentioned, too, your reservations team was just behind the wall right at the front desk. Is that where? Right next to us. There's three of them. And no central reservations at this time? Right? Nope. Not at that time when I started. So. That's great. Okay, so you got to Burlingame, and you're a reservations manager. 
Assistant Reservations Manager. Assistant Reservations Manager, okay. What's a day in the life of Assistant Reservations Manager? Do, well, you, do you get to put the magnets up? Is that Well, apparently, your, your during that time, there were no more magnets. So it's now a system called uh, Spirit, which is now Reserve, but still it's the revenue management system during that time, which really was not a revenue management system. Um, so in the life of an Assistant Reservations Manager, you make reservations all day. And that's what you do. And you're taking phone calls, or you're taking people at the guests that, or at the desk that just come in and want to make a booking. That's what. Yep, that's what we did. And again, it's still very, very simple at that time. And were you hope? Were you thinking, geez, I need to get back to be a bellman again, or were you in it now? You at every it? at every single point of my career, I always wished to become a bellman. <laughs> to go back. <laughs> when I retire, I'll become a bellman. I. I think that's a great idea. I think, yeah. Matt, you have the same retirement plan. Yeah. That's right. I don't know if I'm qualified, but I'll, I'll try. <laughs> All right. So take us through what happens next. So I was, uh, after assistant reservations manager, I became a director of guest services, managing about 29 employees. And we had, in that hotel, we were managing Bellman, uh, Valet. Uh, we had a shuttle, um, the shuttle buses that takes people to and from the San Francisco airport. Regency Club and Concierge. So I did that for about a year or so. At this time in your career, are you thinking long term? Are you thinking I'm going to be a GM and I'm on the path to be a GM? I'm on the path to be a, a director of rooms? I actually did. Uh, director of rooms first, because definitely the steps that I have taken so far is going to take me to, to that position eventually. And then beyond that will be general manager. Okay. So I was thinking about it. Okay. And then, so guest services, and you, did you go back to the front desk? I went back to the front desk. I do love the front desk. I love the challenge. I became a front office manager uh, of a nice big hotel. Uh, I did that for one year. And then suddenly I said to myself, I really need to go back to what I wanted to do initially, and that's accounting. I was going to school uh, for accounting before I became a, a bellman, and I was lucky enough that they gave me the opportunity to work in accounting. I was a chief accountant. Uh, in accounting. Is that another one of those positions? I think I was the last chief accountant okay. again. I do it so well. Yeah, I haven't heard of that position. Yes. We don't have that one. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I was the chief accountant, which is basically the assistant to the assistant controller. Uh, <laughs> so I did that for, for about a year or so, and I was promoted to assistant controller uh, for Hyatt Rikis in Palo Alto. So it's the same hotel where I first started. And that hotel, again, is not here anymore? Is that it's no okay. longer here. <laughs> oh you guys seen a pattern develop here? With... <laughs> so it's no longer here. Uh, I did that for about half a year. I did enjoy it. And then suddenly, I wanted to do something different again. I said, I want to leave the Hyatt for a little bit, or maybe a long time. We'll see. I want to start managing apartments. Um, so I did. Uh, I managed an apartment complex in San Jose. And little did I find out that it's not truly my passion. You know, I really enjoy the interaction that I have with the guests, with my coworkers in the hospitality industry. So, so I came back to the Hyatt after that. Was it a difficult decision to leave the Hyatt at that time? It was the most difficult thing. And at, at that time, it was really a risk that I took that I was young enough. I still didn't have kids. I can take this challenge. And if things don't go as well as I wanted it to be, I could always go back to the Hyatt. At least I thought I could, and apparently I did. So it was very difficult. But during that time of my life, I thought I, I still have enough time to take that risk. In that short period that you were away from the Hyatt, did you find that you appreciated the Hyatt more? Absolutely. That's why you came back? 
I was talking to my, uh, my old controller almost every week just because, you know, I, I miss him that much. And really, he was my ticket back to the Hyatt because when I came looking for, for a job, he was the one that actually assisted me. And you came back great. What, what did you come back at? I wanted to go back to accounting. I love accounting. And I said, you know what? We don't have any more chief accountant. <laughs> the last one that we had left, and that was me. Is, <laughs> they, the, um, is that apartment complex still around? It's still around. Okay. <laughs> that one, that survived the elevator. Okay. It's doing very, very well. Okay. Uh, so it was funny because when I came back, I wanted to go to accounting and said, you know what? We don't have any opening, but we do have an opening for restorations manager. I was like, that's not really what I want. We said, well, that's the only choice you have. I said, okay. So. Because you missed the Hyatt and you like. I missed the Hyatt. I said, I just want to go back in. And really, my initial plan is do reservations for a few months, then go back to accounting. Um, so I did reservations for a few months. Turned out to be 120 few months. <laughs> so I did reservations, and I, I truly enjoyed that. And then one day, I got a, um, my G general manager called me into the office and said, Oliver, we're going to have revenue managers in the Hyde Hotels. Would you be interested? I said, not really, because <laughs> I don't know what he meant. I was like, what is a revenue manager? Is that the first time you heard the term? Yes. Okay. You know, I was a reservations manager doing a lot of reservations, selling you know, transient rates as I see fit. Uh, so when he brought this up, I, I was really scared because I didn't know what it means. I didn't know what it meant for me, uh, almost to the point that he said, well, you either apply for the job or you're not going to have a job. So I said, what does that mean? And he doesn't really know what it means also mm -hmm. because it's so brand new to the company. We didn't have any revenue managers, but now all hotels are being asked, you need a revenue manager. This is 2004. This is 2004. Very, very scared. And all the Hyatts are, are going to start with revenue managers. They're all going to do this. Okay. And uh, I know a lot of my friends' reservation managers have the same question. What do they expect from us? And we didn't have a great answer for that. But we went in and we said, you know what, we'll give, a sh give it a shot. And a lot of us got the position, still not knowing what we need to do, but now we do have the title. Um, and it was very scary the first couple months. Did what happened to the reservation manager, that position just went away? It and, went away. And it became revenue management? Yes. Okay. So during that time, the economy was doing okay, not the best, still coming out of the re recession, so you cannot have two managers in, the, in that position, so we only have one. So in a way, I was still the reservations manager, but now it's different. There's added responsibilities, and, and we learn very quickly what those responsibilities are because, again, Hyatt is amazing because they told us, trust us, we're going to train you. Not that I really trusted all the way, but I said, okay. And they did, trust, uh, they did train us. That's the second month, I think, or the third month that we were in the position. They sent us to training. And in that one week of training, we gained a lot of confidence, a lot of knowledge, a lot of skills that we continue to use to this day uh, that made us the revenue managers that we are right now. All right, this is a good point, I think, for you to tell us, what is revenue management? I do know what revenue management is. Okay. <laughs> so, so, I do now. Okay. So in 2004, when I first went to training, um, I do have something, though. Um, this is what revenue management is 
according to Wikipedia. That's a good place to go. Revenue management is the application of discipline analytics that predict consumer behavior at the micro-market level and optimize product availability and price to maximize revenue growth. That's a mouthful. I know, I don't understand what that means. <laughs> so I stick to what I learned, and this is really what I learned in 2004. It's selling the right amount of the right product to the right customer at the right time for the right price. And to this day, I still remember that because that's what we do every day. How we do it is different now, but the philosophy remains the same. So that is revenue management for me. Yeah. So this is the life of a revenue manager, right? This is where you live. Yes. Okay. So this is a good slide, and then we'll probably go away shortly. But, but that's what the definition of revenue management is, right? And yes. And how are you measured? How do we know if you're doing a good job? A good question. Uh, not by the smiles. You know, I wish I do get a lot of smiles. But we do have a report card. It's called Star Report. Uh, Star Report is a benchmarking report that the industry uses to measure how good you're performing against like hotels. So that is our Bible when it comes to how good uh, we're performing when it comes to room revenues. Okay. So who, is, who are we performing against? We're performing against our competitive uh, hotels. And we pick them, and we like to pick the ones that are very similar to whether it's size or operations. So we have the other big brands out there, which are the Marriott, uh, Hilton, uh, Doubletree, and Embassy Suites. And these four hotels are just within, um, within our market also. OK, so every week there's a report that comes out and says if Elever is winning or losing. Is that right? Yes. OK. Are you winning most times? Uh, we try to win most times. <laughs> OK. And who, who's involved? You know, I, I know I see a lot when I come to the second floor, it's very exciting. I see people say, oh, I got to go to Elliver's office. Okay. And I see them outside getting themselves excited and pumped up to go have a conversation, right? Luz does it a lot. Uh, right? So um, who is involved in, like, who are you leaning on? Who's involved in these decisions? Who do you work with? I'm glad you asked because I think one of the biggest misconceptions, and I think there's a lot of, uh, I, I spoke to a lot of my uh, our associates, and they're afraid to try revenue management. Because one of the biggest misconceptions is they think that the revenue manager is the only person responsible for the revenue health of the hotel. And I thought like that back in 2004. I was like, oh my God, it's going to be me. It's going to be all of me. I'll be in trouble. But that's not the case. Revenue management is, is a team. It is really a collaboration of a lot of different individuals and departments. Uh, I may be the point person for revenue management, but believe me, I am not the revenue management for this hotel. It is a team that consists of our general manager, our director of sales, our director of enrichment, and our director of finance. So really, it's a collaboration among all these great minds that makes up revenue management for the hotel. So take me back to 2004. You don't know what it is. They send you to the training, and it's 90-plus peers of yours, right? Yes. And how many of those 90-plus do you think are still in revenue management? Uh, I would say about a third of them. Okay. Uh, and I know all of them. Uh, I know all of them by name when they're wearing the name tags. Uh, <laughs> but no, I am really great. I am great friends with, with a lot of them still. 
probably the third of them that are still here, the original, because we, we've created a, a community, almost a network of revenue managers. We, we call on each other a whole lot um, for guidance, uh, for tips, for any advices. And I think that's the great part about the revenue management. As much as there's only, there can only be, there may only be one person in one hotel, there's really a lot of us within, within the company that we could rely on, that we could call on. So It's like you guys went to the moon, right? And you all basically built revenue management from the ground up. You, you are pretty much self-taught, those 90 people in those. Is that sound accurate? It's, it's fairly accurate. We definitely got a lot of support, you know, within... Uh, the regional and corporate, um, we definitely got a lot of support to help that um, go and start, and we continue to, to get all those support. So if, you, if there's about a third of those original people that are, have still made it, where are we finding the other revenue managers to, to fill these new positions? It is extremely difficult uh, right now because we don't have the bench strength in the company. Like what I said, in one hotel, you'll probably find one that is very well-versed or somewhat versed when it comes to revenue management. In big hotels, if they're lucky enough, they'll have an assistant revenue manager or maybe a revenue analyst. But more often than not, you don't see anyone within the hotel that may be ready for that next, next step. Based on what I've seen, what I've heard is a lot of the new revenue managers that we're bringing into the company, we're bringing into the company because they're from outside. Where are they getting their training? Do you have any idea? Uh, once they're onboarded or before, before they... Before they're onboarded. I mean, they get their we... training from the Marriott or the Hilton. <laughs> uh, we're stealing from our comp center. We are. We are. And uh, because they're very well-versed. Other brands have been doing this for a long time. Uh, and, you know, we learn from them. And, yeah, we do steal from them as well. That's great. So we don't only steal guests. We also steal associates. I like, I like that. We steal talent. I love That's it. That's right. I got a question from the audience that um, says, how do you feel your position is changing and what are you doing to adjust? That's a great question. It is constantly changing. Like I, I go back to the philosophy of selling the right amount of the right product and so on and so forth. That philosophy is not going to change. It's how we do it. Um, again, 20 years ago, we have one system. 10 years ago, we added two more systems. Now we have about 20 different systems. And you need to be able to make sure that you are very well versed in all those systems because they all communicate with each other uh, to make sure that you can optimize the performance of the hotel. Uh, because if one system is not working, you may be missing a whole lot of different things. So it's changed a lot in terms of systems. It's uh, changed a lot in terms of how we sell our rooms nowadays. Uh, but you need to be able to adapt to it because it's going to continue to change at a very fast pace, and we need to stay uh, on top of it, if not ahead of it. Take me through just a day in the life. Try and um, you know, I sit in on these meetings with you, Oliver, and uh, I, I, it's hard to keep up. You know, and again, like those reports that we look at, there's so much in, involved in them. Can you try and take us through what a good strategy would be? Group, transient, rate, weekend. You know, weekday. What? Just dumb it down for me. Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. It's uh, you know, I think we need to make sure that we're very well aware of what's mark, what's happening in the market. Most specifically, our own market. What may be happening globally or, you know, domestically in the United States may be different than what's happening 
within our own market, Silicon Valley. And we're very fortunate that we're in this very healthy market. So uh, to answer the question of how we, what's the right mix sometimes, it can change from time to time. And in the last 11 years, it has changed. So there's not one right perfect answer. You really got to look at all the different, I think the different situations, different scenarios. I think a lot of my peers have, we all talk about compression. We talk about the internal compression, what's happening within the hotel. You also have to look at what's happening outside the hotel. Tell us what compression is. So compression is how busy the market is, how robust, how much demand. When demand is oversupply, that's what compression is. Lack of compression is the exact opposite. It's very quiet. So compression is just that high demand. Would a Taylor Swift weekend compress the area in the hotel? It sure did. Yeah. It sure did. So that is, and that's a good uh, question to ask because we really have to be in tune with what's going on um, around us. And I, I said that with uh, Levi Stadium being built, it created a new set of compression for us. We didn't used to have the concert goers here. Uh, now we do. And every time there is that event, it creates so much compression. So yes, it does. I've got a great question here from the audience. And uh, this says, what qualities would you look for in a revenue manager candidate? Experience slash education? Absolutely, okay. Uh, I think there's a few, and the first one, and the one that's always gonna come up is, you have to be good at analytics. That's a given. And you may not know you are. I, I don't know if I am, but you may not know that you are, but over time, you may develop that. So, I, I think we can work on that because I still continue to work on that. There's so many things to analyze, so I need to continue to do that. But I think that's the one thing, uh, the first thing. The second one is you need to be able to motivate the people that you work with. That's what revenue managers do. You have to motivate them to do this uh, because you're driving the revenue health of the hotel. You gotta inspire them. To, to have those great results. Um, I think those are the two uh, big qualities. Um, other ones, I think you need to be really driven. We talked about earlier our, our star report and who our competitors are, and we are constantly, every day, every week, every month, competing with them. And if you wanna win, you gotta be driven. You got to, day in and day out, you got to be driven. It's selling that very last room. Um, that's going to help you become a great revenue manager. You got to have great communication skills. And in so many different ways, you need to be able to communicate with your general manager and be able to deliver the good news, which is so simple. Anyone can do that. But also deliver the bad news and how you deliver that and what you're planning to do about it is critical in you becoming a very good revenue manager. And a lot of times, believe me, I do have a general manager, sometimes he doesn't want to hear the bad news, but he has to. And guess who gets to deliver that? So be good in communications when it comes to that. How you communicate with your GM will be different than how you communicate with your associates at the front desk will be different than how you communicate with our housekeepers, may be different than how you communicate with the ownership. Being able to communicate similar message, different ways so that it's understood is very, very important. 
I think the last one, and I think this is for me, is I think you gotta be caring. Revenue manager is in charge of the revenue health of the hotel. And that's really what our main responsibility is. But when you go beyond that and you say, I, I, I gotta make sure I sell the rooms, I gotta make sure that I keep this hotel running because a lot of our associates depend on us doing a good job. If we don't do a good job, we don't get shifts. We don't get the hours. And these are the hardest working people that, that we know that depend on us so that they can have the shifts and the hours so that they can support their families. So you gotta care about that. And I think that's what kept me going in the last, I, I think since the recession, um, it clicked that I gotta take care of the people that I work with. And to do that, you gotta do a good job. So I think that's what's gonna separate the great revenue managers from the good revenue managers. Another great question. What tools do you, what tools do you use on a daily basis? Like what search engines, reports, et cetera, to track the market and the competitive set? So we have, a, a, Hyatt has a great uh, set of systems. We have Prio, which is a brand new revenue management system. And within Prio, there's a lot of different reports that goes in there that allows us to see what other hotels are selling. Basically what it does, it shops other hotels, the Merritt, the Hilton. It shops different channels as well, ExpediaHotels.com. It shops the different GDS, which is what travel agencies use to make reservations. So within Prio, we can see a lot of different things. What were you doing before Prio would do all that work for you? The good thing is I have a big staff because I would have my PBX operators call around and find out what the rates are in other hotels. So it's all manual before that. And then when internet came along, I still have my staff doing the same thing. So we would spend hours finding out what the rates are in different hotels. And of course it changes depending on how long you stay. So it is a lot of manual work back in the day, back in the days. Now it's so much easier, it's so much faster, it's so much more efficient when it comes to finding out all this information. How quickly are, are all of these variables changing though? Every day, every hour, every minute, every second. It's all that information is changing. Yes. And you gotta stay in tune with that. It, one, you gotta monitor those. You gotta monitor the changes. You gotta be able to adapt to those and react very quickly, if not be very proactive and almost predict or forecast what's gonna happen. So you gotta stay ahead of it. The, the amount of responsibility that you have, and you talk about this, you're competing every single day, every single hour. It's 365. It is, um, I mean, I don't know how you sleep at night, Eliver, and, and you do have a lot of responsibility for all of us in the room even. You know, the, our, our livelihoods depend on whether you do a good job. And, and the way you carry yourself throughout the, the hotel, it's very easygoing. Um, the amount of stress that you probably have, we never see that. How do you accomplish that? Oh, I take it out of home. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I take it out of home. You know, I, I, I think the key for me is, you know, there's a couple of, you know, moments in my career where that clicked that, you know, when you come to work, you come to work with a great attitude because, first of all, you get paid to come to work and people depend on you and no one deserves my, you know, my sad story. 
So you have to come in with a very positive attitude. And ultimately for me is I have a job that I truly enjoy, that I truly love. I work with people that I truly enjoy, that I truly care for. And it makes, as much as the responsibility is big, it makes work so much more fun and it becomes easier in a way. So what's not to love, right? That's great. And, and Eliver has been married for 17 years, I believe. Is 17 that right? years, yeah. 17, two, two beautiful children? Two, yes, beautiful children. And that's, <laughs> they must look like your wife then, of course. What right? is that? They're beautiful, so you're, they take after your wife? Thank God they do. <laughs> Thank God. But I, I think this is what's great to have Eliver on the stage and talking about uh, life and work balance, a lot of responsibility, right? And this is, um, again, this is a very, very important position. And there are no, there's nobody out there who is ready to take Eliver's place. And anybody in this room could be on the stage in Eliver's position. They could do that. And that's what's exciting about having you talk to us today, Eliver, is that, that we can be up here. We can be in Eliver's place, uh, you know, supporting a family of four in the Silicon Valley and not being so stressed out and being a really fun guy to be around. So I appreciate, again, you taking the sure, time. Sure, absolutely. Uh, this is a great question. What is the one behavior or trait that you have seen derail more leaders' careers? I think it's, it happens to me quite often. It's uh, listening. You know, in order to be a good leader, I think you need to be a good listener. And I have to admit that there's been so many times and, uh, that I haven't. Uh, you've got to be honest. Uh, be honest to yourself. Uh, be honest to, to, to the company that you work with, to the people that you work with, because it, it's the easiest thing to do. Honesty, you know, just tell the truth. There's less to remember. <laughs> so, but yeah, you've got to be a good listener, though. What, uh, Eliver, what kept you motivated to continue your progression with Hyatt and seek higher positions? Uh, my family, and then really it's, you know, now with two kids, I got to be able to support them, um, and then really it's, I think it's the people that I work with. They, they work so hard, I just want to work just as hard as they do, uh, and that keeps me motivated. Everyone has a story, and you want to hear that, and you want to hear them at work, and you want to keep everyone working. Take us through, give me one day in the life of, of Eliver? What, what time do you get started? What's the first meeting? Where do you need to be at a certain point? How do you wrap it up? So the first thing that I do that most of us do, I know, is to turn on our, our, our phone and check emails in the morning, which I really, really do. Uh, very bad habit. I don't recommend it, but, but I do just to see how the hotel did. Uh, once I get to work, of course, the very first thing that we need to do is you got to monitor what happened the night before. Look at the results. Because it tells a lot of stories. And then set yourself up for this day. Do you have a good idea when you come in and you look at those results where, where we should be? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, it should not be a surprise. Um, you know, there's, there may be a few variances here and there, but I believe that if we did our job uh, as a revenue manager very well, that the results is not going to be surprising because you plan for it. And that's what we always try to do. So... I do that in the morning, and then I do set up for the day, if we're selling rooms or not, how we're selling it. So many different ways to sell one room, right? And then uh, I go around and I, I talk to people, I get feedback, I f get feedback about what happened the night before, because it's critical for me. I Who think. are those people that you're getting the feedback from? Um, I go to our front office team. I like going to the Regency Club. I like going to the Bellman, our operators. 
Uh, I like asking, how was last weekend? How was last night? Because it gives, it makes me, I think, a better manager, a better revenue manager. So that way, if I hear any negative or positive feedback, amazingly, I can tie that into my strategies. And I know sometimes you cannot relate the two together, but I can because of those feedback, like you sold too many of this, we run out of this. So next time I know not to do that because it affects the people that are really gonna take care of our guests. So I do walk around the hotel, I talk to a lot of the people. Uh, then after that I go to a lot of meetings. We do have our daily business review with our fearless leader, uh, Melissa Bawamini, our director of sales. Uh-oh, shout out for Melissa. You know? So it, it is, again, it is, uh, it's a team, and we look at different types of, uh, different groups, uh, whether it's uh, catering or just rooms or both. We look at those, we accept decline or do otherwise. So we do a lot of this. Uh, and it's not only a one-time meeting, and that goes through during the course of the day. I speak a lot with uh, our sales managers, uh, provide rates that they all love, <laughs> uh, and guidance. Um, so I, as much as half of my day is spent looking at our wonderful systems, the other half is really talking to, to all our team members. How do you wrap up the day? Um, I always like to say you gotta set up everyone for success. So before I take off, I wanna make sure that we are set up for success, that our numbers when it comes to revenue management, when it comes to the occupancy of the hotel, that the numbers are, are solid, so that way I don't get calls at night. Uh, but basically that's what I do. And then, by this time I already have set up for the next several days, if not the next several weeks, and so on and so forth. So it's ongoing. This is a great question, I love this one. Would you ever want to leave revenue management for another position, say, general manager? General manager? I may be overqualified. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, no. Uh, uh, it's funny. We may need a new revenue manager more quickly than we thought, right? <laughs> No, you know, I, I have to say, I have had 11 positions. You know, there's a, a quick answer, but it's, uh, I don't like the quick answers. I love every position that I've held in this company. Again, from the bellman to the front desk. And I wouldn't trade it for anything because every step of the way, I learned something. And because I did that, I met a lot of different people, whether it's guests or associates. So I wouldn't trade that. With that said, I do love what I do. Uh, being a revenue manager is wonderful. You have this huge responsibility, but, but I enjoy it. And it allows me to have that, you said it earlier, that work-life balance. Uh, I love my, my family, I love my job, and it's working out. It's, it's a perfect marriage. So at this point in my career, no, I, I don't think I'll, I'll go anywhere else. We'll postpone being a bellman for a couple more years. Then. Until I retire. <laughs> so. What is the most challenging part of being a revenue manager? And on the flip side, what's the most rewarding? The most rewarding is easy. It's everyone here. When you see a lot of people working, that's the most rewarding. Beyond the revenues, beyond, beyond the dollars that I take home, it's really the people. It's when you sit in the cafeteria, Jason, and you're sitting next to a housekeeper that's thanking you for, for, for the hours, that's the most rewarding. That's priceless. Um, the hardest? 
It's really staying ahead of the competition because they are doing what we're doing right now. They are having strategy meetings like we do. They are watching every, every move that we make the same way that we're doing that. So it, it is a game of inches. It's a game of cents, I should say, and dollars, not thousands of dollars. So how do we stay ahead of the competition? How do we do that? What separates our hotel from, from our competition? I think we, um, I think we gotta be really diligent and um, in just doing the ultimate best that we can. It's the extra effort that's gonna separate us. It's, I always say revenue management, my schedule is Monday to Friday, eight to five, maybe eight to four. Okay, eight to three, exactly. <laughs> Nine to three? Nine to three. <laughs> Two hour lunch. <laughs> But it is a 24-7 responsibility. And, and I think what separates us sometimes is when I like to do this, on a Saturday I would look at what we're selling, especially on game days. Uh, I would watch them. I know all the revenue managers are out. You know, the Hilton, the Marriott, they're not checking, but I'm checking. And that's what's gonna separate us. So it's not a lot of the big, big things that we're doing, it's the little extra efforts that's gonna um, separate us. You gotta be vigilant. And you gotta be willing, and just you know, just the extra efforts. I love that um, that idea of the housekeepers, you know, thanking you for your efforts. That's that's really it's touching. And it's a lot of care, and I think you do a great job, Elver. We see you it, with as much time as you need to be pouring into those numbers. You do make a great effort to be in the lobby. You make a great effort to to get through all the departments. It's nice to see you in the morning, um, talking to even the, the overnight guys before they leave for their shift. And I think it goes a long way and it speaks to um, you know, the role you've, you've taken in the hotel. Um, that being said, and you know, how do we find more Elevers? What do you suggest we do as um, Hyatt Hotels to find those future revenue managers? How do we do that? I think you know, my path is so different. It wasn't a straight shot. I went to so many uh, detours, which is okay, but I think it's just, you know, promo like what we're doing right now is, what is revenue management? And I think we speak to, to everyone and say, this is what it's all about. Uh, and it's not that scary. If I can do it, anyone can do it. So we gotta that's, start. That's true, right, man? Yeah, that's very true. <laughs> uh, I, I think we just gotta um, start recruiting, which is really, it's great to get it from other companies. That's fine, but I'd rather see us get someone from within because we can train them. And I think if we give them the confidence, we give them the reassurance that you know what, we're gonna help you, we're gonna train you, we're gonna be there every step of the way. Because 2004, that was the case. They were there every step of the way. And it's okay, it's okay to fail. We fail every single time. It's how many times you get back up. So it's not a scary job, it is a wonderful job. It provides you the, the work-life balance that we all want. Uh, and it's so exciting. And I think that's what people don't realize, that uh, it is that, that fun, it's that exciting. So uh, I think we need to open up more opportunities to begin with. Um, but in order for us to find those people, we need to make sure that, that those members are able to, to do that extra effort. I like the, um, 
the question about what would you like to do and would you like to be a general manager or what would you leave revenue management for? And I, I, I foresee, Oliver, you taking a big role in, in finding those future leaders and finding those future revenue managers. And I know that um, I don't have to ask you for your permission. I know that you would be okay with anybody in the room or anybody listening to, to the discussion that you would take those, those emails or those people reaching out to you to, to get some mentorship. And I, I foresee that... Um, you know, if anybody just took the time to shoot you a quick note, that you would give them that that proper attention and really give them some great advice. So, uh, absolutely. I mean, I do enjoy teaching. You know, like like they said, to teach is to learn twice. I could always use a lot of learning. I'm learning constantly, so I love to to do that. Uh, I enjoy it. So, well, you guys, we've hit um, what I had what I had thought. You know, we planned an, an hour for it. Um, and if anybody has any other questions, let me know. Raise your hand. Maybe we can get to those before we wrap it up with Oliver. And again, what we'll do with this is we'll send this out and let everybody else listen and, and gain some knowledge and experience from Oliver. But uh, I know Oliver would invite anybody, if something pops into your head after this, uh, that you shoot him a quick note, and he'll be happy to respond to that. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely, yeah. Thank you. Is there anybody that would like to, that, something we didn't get to? Well, then, on that note, Elver, thank you so much. I appreciate you, you jumping up to volunteer to do this. I really enjoyed the conversation, and um, I look forward to maybe some people in this room reaching out to you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you very, very much. much. Appreciate it. That was a blast. What did you guys? Hey, you guys, real quick before we before we head out, you guys, really quick. This is again a, a, a prototype born from Hyatt thinking, born from our relationship with Khan Academy, and and. I appreciate everybody RSVPing. I appreciate everybody showing up and participating and asking the questions. They were great questions. Please, as you leave here and you reflect on, on what happened, please shoot me some notes. What, what went well? What could we uh, do even better? What can we strip and leave out of it? Um, because I really feel like there's value in this. Um, shoot me some notes of some suggestions of leaders in the hotel that you might want to hear their story. Um, but we want feedback, and then from that, we'll take this podcast, and we'll take the video, and we'll go out and do, conduct empathy interviews and find out if we can really turn this into something of value. But again, thank you. It's great to see the leaders of the hotel who did volunteer and did participate. So thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Woo.